Mike is ready. Let's go. I am your host, Chris DeBacker, and joining me today is a gentleman who reminds everyone of a kazoo. He is easy to play. He provides mindless entertainment for the whole family. And after only a minute or two, he starts to irritate anyone that can hear him. It's Scott Blakemore. And also with us live and in all his manly flesh is a guy who's a lot like a huge bubblegum bubble. He's sweet, he's soft, and he's full of hot air. And we all can see he is a big sticky mess just waiting to happen. It's my guy, Joe Hubba Bubba Cropper. You chew a lot of bubblegum, Joe? You know, it's been a while, but when I was a kid, teenager, young adult, I did chew a lot of bubblegum. Yeah, what was your favorite? Favorite's got to be the grape, bubblicious, or grape Little League Chew. Big fan. The Little League Chew. That made me feel cool. Like I made it big time. Get a whole wad of that and just stick it in your cheek. (laughs) Yep. And the flavor lasts for about 15 seconds, and then you're ready to get rid of it. Exactly. Hey, guys. We had fun last week, I think, mixing it up a little bit. So we decided for this show, we're just going to mix it up again, right? Was that fun last week? It was a lot of fun. I had a good time selecting that quote, giving you guys clues, and not having to guess. And I appreciated not having to come up with a quote. So <laughs> we, we decided that we would switch it up a little bit. You know, and Chris, he's on a roll. He's gotten two in a row. So he's very confident right now. Right. I've been waiting for today to come. I'm living life right. Yeah. I Everything's think... going my way. Three in a row today. It's all on me. Hey, before we get started, so I wanted to share with you, we got some mailbag from a listener. Here's their comment. They actually had gone to high school with Mike Nesmith, who was one of the monkeys. So they were in high school choir with one with Mike Nesmith. Yeah, in high school. Outstanding. I wonder if Mike was really good or if he was just a like a good singer, if he was kind of a goofball. Well, they said he, this, this uh, listener had said that he was very eccentric and he didn't have a picture, his high school picture in the yearbook, but he was, he was interesting, interesting cat, but yeah, apparently he was good. Wow. But yeah, interesting guy. We want to say thank you, listeners, for writing in. As always, we're always welcome to your comments and thoughts. Our email address is breakisready at gmail.com. So feel free to share any comments or thoughts. We do appreciate them. The word of the day is nonplussed, N-O-N-P-L-U-S-S-E-D, nonplussed. It is an adjective. Any ideas on what what nonplussed means? I think it's when you are invited to a wedding and plus one and you you take nobody. It's just you're unplussed. You're nonplussed. You're nonplussed. Non-plus. You're nonplussed or unplussed. <laughs> I'm going to say retailers are no longer carrying nonplussed sizes <laughs> of clothes. Actually, you might be nonplussed, but not for that reason. Okay. Joe. Okay. So nonplussed is an adjective. It means completely puzzled or perplexed by something unexpected. Here's an example. Her odd choice of words left me somewhat nonplussed. I am unplussed from that word <laughs> definition. You're it's, nonplussed. It's still nonplussed. <laughs> nonplussed from this word definition. I thought this would be easy to, to do. Yeah, nonplussed. Like like oh, yeah. It. Joe lives his life nonplussed. Okay. So let's see if you can use it today. Nonplussed. Did you know it's actually coming up here soon? National Bubblegum Day. All right. Not by coincidence. Joe, you're Mr. Hubba Bubba. National Bubblegum Day is coming up. Did you know this about bubblegum? Pink is generally the color you think of when you look at bubblegum. Sure. Right? That's the traditional color. Yeah. The guy who invented bubblegum back in the day, Walter Deemer, was an accountant, Joe. Ooh, I like him already. Accountant by day, inventor by night. See, there's still hope for you, Joe. (laughs) Still hope for you to make your mark. 
So Walter invented this chewy substance that he thought just would be kind of an entertaining thing to keep in your mouth. Uh, the only problem, it was like this dingy gray color. Oh, yeah. And didn't seem too, you know, appealing that to people. That wouldn't work for me. Right? So he, the only color food dye that he had in his, in his home was this red dye. So he added it to this gummy substance. It kind of diluted out and it became this pink color. So his original gum flavor continues on today. Do you know what flavor gum he actually invented and what his product is known as today? The flavor bubble gum is its own flavor, right? I mean, you have ice cream, bubble gum ice cream. It tastes like bubble gum. It tastes like bubble gum. But it's a, there's actually a brand, Joe. Oh, uh, I'm going to guess... Double Bubble. Double. I was, I was going to say that. Double, Double Bubble, bubble <laughs> is his brand. That's his company. Really? That's his thing. It's still here today. That still is the original. Today. The original Bubble Gum is Double right. Bubble. It's, and it actually says on the wrapper, says on the packaging, America's original Double Bubble. So this is where it all started right here. I have never noticed that before. That's super cool. Did you know this about Gum Joe? One of the most famous, I think, kind of false facts is that if you swallow a piece of gum, it's going to stay in your digestive system. Some people say for like seven years. Do you believe that, Scott? I do not. Swallowed bubble gum actually takes maybe a little while to pass through, but it actually comes out the other end pretty in a pretty regular way. What does that mean? It's passing out just like everything else, Joe. It's not sitting in your gut for seven years. Okay. Good to know. I'm nonplussed by you even asking that question. <laughs> Average American chews around 300 sticks of gum a year. Wow. You think I that's about right? About one that's, a day. That's a lot. I definitely don't do that. I know some people who chew it like a couple sticks, five, a, six day. a day. Sure. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Really? And apparently humans are the only animals on earth that chew gum. If you give a monkey a piece of gum, you they're know gonna, what he'll do with it? They're going to eat it. They'll Well, they'll chew on it. They're smart enough to okay. do that. All right. Right? But when they're done with it, they take it out. And what do you think they would do with it? Stick it in another on another ape's fur. <laughs> what I came up with, what I found, they actually stick it in their own hair. Really? Oh. Which is a little bit weird, right? So well, they chew good. it. So I don't know if they're just going to save it for later. Give somebody else, you know, one of their other monkeys a chance to pick it out, right? <laughs> to you? show their affection. So here's something <laughs> I'm going to do, okay? We've got some double bubble, bubble gum here. More than we could possibly chew, but we are going to try to chew as much as we can in efforts of matching the Guinness Book of World Record biggest bubble gum bubble ever blown. Okay. How big is how, that? How big How big would you think? The, and we'll go diameter wise. So length across the bubble. How big do you hmm. think the biggest bubble? I'm going to say 18 blown. inches. That was my guess. Really? I was going to guess 18 what? inches. So I have to go over. I can't do, I'll do 19 inches. Okay. Yeah, 20. Oh, 20 call. inches. And they, call, they have Scott. two different categories. There's a 20 inch hands-free bubble. So that's just blowing it out of your mouth and that's have a huge. 20 inch bubble. The biggest one with hands, so now you're able to hold it and kind of stretch it and kind of prop it up, <laughs> is 26 inches. A 26-inch bubble. Let's go handless this time. We're going to go handless. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to be in my hair. Here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to pop five pieces of gum in our mouth, which is gross on almost every level, right? And we're going to measure uh, our best bubble here, okay? So give us a little bit to that, get, get this unwrapped, that get it is chewed a, up. That is a lot... A piece is a bubble gum. That is a lot of gum. I'm not sure my mouth is big enough. You're, oh, believe me, Joe, your mouth is big enough. I've heard it. <laughs> do we have to do five? Can Plenty we do less? Can we do less? We have to do five. If you want to win. Oh, yeah, two okay. in my mouth already. I'm already full. I hate bubble gum. I hate bubble gum. Dude, it's a lot. It is. Are you Dude, doing five? We're doing three. I'm, I'm not doing five. I can't even chew five. Let's do four. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll move one. I got three already. <laughs> I've got three and I don't have much more room. <laughs> we could do three. Three? We'll do three. Oh, man. There's still a lot of like flavors like to come graininess out. or mm-hmm. something to it. How'd you get yours? How many pieces do you have? You have three? Three. You know why we're chewing this? They do say that chewing gum helps you be smarter, helps you focus. Mm. I should be chewing gum all the time, I think. I don't feel real smart with four pieces in my mouth. I feel kind of sick from all the sugar or something in there. I'm not feeling so good. I'm never going to want bubble gum again after this. Never, ever. I haven't had regular bubble gum in a long time. How big do you think you can go? I'm thinking nine tops. That's all over my face. I'd love to see you go a nine-inch bubble. Mm. All right, when you're ready. <laughs> Joe that came up with five and a half inches. Not bad. I'm having a hard time getting all the gum in a place where I can use it. You find that? Oh. Joe, Joe's, Joe, Joe's beating us all. Should we be surprised at this at all? No jokes. Right, that was the best one yet. Joe is the king. He's Joe king. got up to six inches. Oh, that was bigger than six, six inches. Yeah. That was pretty big. That's over my face. Go one more, Joe. All right. One more. One more. I'm going to go wash. I think I'm done. I'm never beating that. I'm going one more chance. Measure me out. Oh, baby. Joe's got one. Got something cooking. You got seven. No, that's bigger than seven. Mm-mm. Eight and a half. Nine. <laughs> Joe, Joe's at ten inches. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. Joe was ten that inches. That was awesome. He had like multiple breaths. <laughs> Joe, wow. that just kept coming. That was ten good. inches. That was pretty good. Can you believe the record is twice that size? <laughs> That's great. Joe is the undisputed <laughs> champion. A 10-inch bubble unofficially, but officially the largest bubble ever blown in the Break is Ready studio. You know, I'm so proud to hold that record. That could be a record that stands for time. It will never time. never be broken. Never be broken. 10 inches, but still 10 inches away from the world record. So you have some work to do. Well, maybe next time. Well, you know, guys, speaking of sweets, we also have National Carrot Cake Day. Yeah, I know Joe would have that face when he I say carrot cake. You know why I know that? No, because why? he's not a fan of coconut, and he doesn't like he just doesn't like it's a texture thing. I think yes. for him, texture for sure in the carrot cake. Yeah, and and also has raisins in it oftentimes, oh. and he's not a fan of raisins. I like, like I like spice cake, which has that base like a carrot cake has like base kind of like right. Yeah. So I love that, but you add it in the raisins and or carrot stuff doesn't, doesn't oh yeah you can, real carrot cake you can actually have some little chunks of carrot oh. or maybe not chunks but like little shavings of carrot you can yeah. taste it for sure i would tell you what carrot cake is my absolute favorite cake i know you like chocolate cake we talked about that oh, last week right baby yeah. you love chocolate cake but i would say my favorite cake is carrot cake now i don't eat a lot of cake because of the gluten but i love the cream cheese frosting and the carrots and the the nuts oftentimes people put nuts in it with uh, the raisins and it's just a good spice cake I'll stick to the chocolate cake. You know, there's a lot of color when you look at carrot cake. It has the carrots in it, the raisins, the nuts, the sure. cream cheese frosting. You know what else has a lot of color in it? Our Legos. You ever have any Legos? Yeah, of course. Legos. I had millions of Legos as a kid. 
Do you have Legos? I was not a Lego guy. You really? No. no. Never had any Legos growing up. Not a single one or not two? Zero. I was wow. not into the Lego scene. I can appreciate Legos, especially some of the artistry now that goes into building some of these amazing, elaborate, you name it, right? I mean, if it's if it's out there in real life, somebody's made made it into a Lego yeah. sculpture. And plenty yeah. of adults like Lego. I mean, I like Legos, um, but I know I have friends and family members that still do Legos. My daughter is into the bouquets. Like she's buying the bouquets of Legos that you make, and it looks like a bouquet of flowers and different plants. They even have a bonsai tree, uh, really? like a bonsai tree Lego set. Yeah. Huh. They have, pretty much anything can be Legos. Lego is now the most recognized brand in the world over Nike, Coca-Cola, Apple, Lego. Yeah, and I think it is or was uh, the largest toy manufacturer in the world. And the largest tire manufacturer, believe oh, it or I not. I have heard that. Yeah. 400 million tires are made a year. Just <laughs> Lego for tires? All, Lego tires, just for their Lego sets. Are they their own company? Like, they're not oh, owned yeah. by, like, uh, Mattel or some other large nope. company. They're their own mm-hmm. thing, really. Um, standalone company. Lego comes from the Danish word leg goat. Do you know what leg goat means? I did, but I don't remember. Strong foundation. Leg that, goat. That is leg a good, of goat. Yeah, that was <laughs> leg of goat. Leg, leg of goat. goat on the ground. You had him. I like okay. the strong foundation idea. Okay. Like a goat something else, probably, but Tastes it means play well. Did you uh, know that play well? Yeah. And then you say it because I've heard it before. Like I've I've seen documentaries or specials on that, and I've heard that, but I obviously didn't know it offhand. You've watched a special about Legos? <laughs> yeah, on the history channel. There's like Toys That Made America or something like that, or Famous Toys Show. And I think there was a Netflix special about the same kind of deal. Listen, where the history of toys. We're doing this whole podcast <laughs> in hopes of landing you a fantastic woman. And by you saying you're watching Lego specials, I don't know if that's okay, doing that, let's Joe. rephrase that. I've seen a couple of documentaries about Legos or Lego Company. I find it fascinating, Although, Joe. Don't worry. The Lego movie was phenomenal. Oh, I have not watched Lego movie. That's pretty good. There's a Lego land. There is. I've never been before. I've not been there either in Florida, right in the middle of all the parks and attractions. Apparently there's a Lego land. So if I'm some girl sure. wants to take me there, I will definitely go. Okay. Listen, if some if a girl wants to take you to Lego land, Joe, that's your kind of girl. I yeah, shouldn't sure. I shouldn't I guess rip on that. I mean that's exactly. that'd be pretty Thank you guys you. would have a lot of fun there. <laughs> I think so. Lastly, how many Lego bricks do you think there are? For every human being Ooh. on Earth, well, that's a tough one. How many Lego bricks? Do you, it's under a hundred. I'll give you a clue. Okay. All right, it's over fifty and under a hundred. But how many Lego bricks per person for every human on the Earth do you think there are? Seventy-five. Go over under on that, Joe. I was going to go eighty-one. Eighty. Oh, that's pretty good, Joe. If you remember at Ford Field when we were there a couple of years ago, they had a big display of Ford Field made out of Legos. Yeah, that was pretty cool, I thought. I bet you could make a Lego Groundhog. Oh, right. You know what's coming up? Groundhog Day. That's right. It is coming up, isn't it? Groundhog Day. One of the most ridiculous days to be created, I think. Unless you're the Groundhog. Unless you're the Groundhog. You know what Groundhogs are also called? You know what some of their other names are? What's that? Woodchuck. They are. They're called Woodchucks. Probably more in our neck of the woods here. Woodchuck. Woodchucks. Land beavers. Have you ever heard of a land beaver, Joe? I have not. And they're also called whistle pigs. Whistle pigs? They're called whistle pigs because apparently they make a whistling sound when they see a potential mate. A lot like you, Joe. (laughs) Right? He tries to whistle. (laughs) Oh, man. He blows a big bubble for him instead. Whistle pig. 
right? They make underground burrows. It actually can wreck the foundation of a building, even if it's a well-built building. If you let these things burrow under, they can just make a mess of your building. They hibernate like in a deep sleep about six months of the year. That would be so right? cool, wouldn't it? I know. It sounds a lot like you, <laughs> right? He's a whistle pig. And there's this weird celebration I think we all know in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. right? Oh, every right. every February, beginning of February, Punxsutawney Phil, probably the most famous groundhog in all of the world. There's this big celebration that the folks in Punxsutawney have. They pull him from his burrow or his cage. And you know how the shadow thing works? You know that? How's that? Yeah, how I believe that works, it's the opposite of what you think it would be. Like, I, I, I think if it's sunny, he sees his shadow. He goes back into his into his burrow because he's scared of the shadow, and that says that he's gonna. There's gonna be another something weeks of winter. Six weeks of winter. Six weeks of winter. But if he comes out, it doesn't see his shadow. He stays out, and spring is around the corner. Is that yeah, right? that's totally right. Of course, you know that. It doesn't make any sense to me. Right. I always thought it was the opposite. Right. And and who in the world decides that he sees his shadow? That's the part I always thought. That's this is just crazy. How long did groundhogs live, Chris? Apparently, Phil's been alive since 1887. That's what I was wanting to know. If Phil died, would we know? He's part tortoise. They find they find another <laughs> land beaver and say, hey, you're going to be Puxatawney Phil now? That's right. Yep. There's no way it's the same one. They probably, probably change them out every 30 years. You he, think so? They got a 30-year shelf life? I wonder how long they live. That's my guess, 30 years. I don't think they live that long. Probably think it's like, what, 15? Did you know this, Phil, for being the the like the ultimate weather whistle pig? He's only been right about 39% of the time. Groundhogs in the wild live three to six years. Three to six years. But in captivity, they can live up to 14. Wow. And here's the reason why. I bet after about in the three to six year range, they get eaten by something. Or yeah, or get knocked in the head by some human who's oh, trying to <laughs> keep <laughs> them from wrecking their house. That would have hurt the average for sure. Oh yeah, that's going to bring it down some. That is so yeah. sad. Well, you know... uh Having Puxatani Phil come out, not see a shadow. Hopefully it's just around the corner for spring. That's pretty optimistic. But as you had mentioned, we live in Michigan. We know that's not really going to come true. So it's hard to be optimistic that we're going to get an early spring. But we try to be optimists. And there isn't actually a day now. Optimist day. And I'd say the two of you tend to be optimists, in my opinion. Do you think you're optimists? I think so. Yeah. I'm definitely more optimistic than pessimistic. I other think than that, other than when it comes to Washington commanders football, oh, that is accurate. That's, Listen, that's going from 30 years of experience. Joe is over the top optimistic with his football team. He's gone from being realistic to just completely optimistic. And you have to appreciate that about you, Joe. I am very optimistic in the off season and preseason. Now, when you get into the regular season, they start losing. Then it's like, yeah, we, we suck. <laughs> then he gets yeah. optimistic about the draft. There oh, yeah. Go, right. I'm excited for that. See, there it is. <laughs> There's the Joe right there. It's always next year. Yeah. And you know, being an optimist, it's all about your mindset, right? You can choose to be negative about something. You can choose to be positive. And I think there's always a better outcome when you choose to be positive. It's sometimes it's hard to find that positive and what could be a real negative situation. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to pass before you can see the positive, but really it's just about how you live your life and have that mindset. Plus, would you rather be around a pessimistic person the whole time, all day, every day? Or would you rather be somebody around who's optimistic? Oh, it drains you. Right? It drains you when you're with somebody who just yeah. has nothing good to say. And it's just always yeah. Debbie, Debbie Downer. I've known people like that. And it's just not a lot of fun. 
you know, so I want to, I don't want to be that guy, right? I want to be the guy who's optimistic. Plus I think it's just my nature. And it's not just thinking the glass is half full. It really is optimist work towards creating the life that is good. And so out of that, there's some really good things that come from it. Typically optimists have better love lives and are more successful, believe it or not. There's a couple other things that are benefits of learning how to be an optimist. Optimists typically recover from surgery and illnesses faster. They have generally better immunity in their body. They are more likely to survive cancer if they get a bad diagnosis. They also tend to live longer. Makes your love life better. Is that true, Bill? <laughs> have you found that to be true? You can. Nobody's listening. It's just us. <laughs> Scott, push the wait, pause. Is wait, your love life better wait, since you're an optimist, Joe? Wait, wait and see. Yeah. He's an optimist. He's waiting and seeing. <laughs> We're going to wait and see. Yeah. Can't get worse. Can't get There's worse. The, there it is. Hey, you know, there's Groundhog Day's this crazy animal celebration. Do you also know there's something coming up here called Rattlesnake Roundup Day? Really? Rattlesnake Roundup. Yeah, it's one of those weird celebrations that happens every year in Sweetwater, Texas. They round up right near 4,000 rattlesnakes. Wow. Every year from around the town. And it started because there were so many rattlesnakes. It just was a dangerous place to be. You know, the ranchers and just people living in the town couldn't go outside without fear of being bitten by a rattlesnake, which can be lethal. Every year they round up about 4,000 of these snakes and they weigh them, they milk them, they kill them, skin them. The skins apparently are worth quite a bit, Hmm. right? Because you can make all kinds of, you know, whatever, belts, boots, anything from that rattlesnake skin. So there's a lot of value. And the rattlesnake meat, that's expensive stuff. You know, Michigan has rattlesnakes too. Yeah, my neighbor actually killed a rattlesnake about 10 years ago. Around here? Yeah, right right across the street. Really? I didn't see it, but... They like damp, wet areas. I've heard that. Yeah, so you have to be careful. They're not as common here, of course, but there, there definitely are some. There are, for sure. Did you know it's also National Daisy Day? Daisy well, seems kind of early. Daisy, right? Isn't the Daisy, flower? Daisies aren't coming out yet. Why is it? Daisies isn't the flower. They can be found on every continent except Antarctica. Antar- right. What's on? Nothing's in Antarctica. Nope. Right. Not plant wise. If they're found, if something is on every continent except, it's always going to be Antarctica. There's nothing there. That's true. Joe, they represent and symbolize innocence, purity, loyalty, mm. patience, and simplicity. I could see that. They're a very simple flower and white. All the great things in life. Apparently, daisies are edible. Great source of vitamin C. They can also be toxic. I'll stick to the oranges. I would say that, yeah. Stick to orange juice if you want to get your vitamin C. And did you know uh, Daisy is also a popular women's name? Oh, yeah. Daisy Duke. Daisy Duke. Is that your favorite Daisy? <laughs> it's mine. I would definitely say so. I mean, I grew up watching uh, Dukes of Hazard. Love that show. And I mean, I became aware of women. <laughs> By seeing Daisy Duke. <laughs> Not Boss Hog. Not Boss Hog. I waited for the credits just to see Daisy Duke in her Daisy Dukes. There you Did go. You do, I mean, Honestly, yeah. yeah, there was something. There's something that was named after a person. There you go. There you the, go. Like The Daisy you know. Dukes. There's Daisy Duck. Oh, yeah. Right. right. The yeah. Disney Daisy Duck. Yep. Daisy Ridley. Probably today the most famous Daisy. She plays Ray. In the oh, most recent Star yeah, Wars yeah, yeah, you're right. series, yep. an Daisy English Ridley. actress. Yeah. Oh. Princess Daisy from the Mario oh. series in Nintendo. I never knew that was her name. And how about this one? Daisy Worthen. You know who Daisy Worthen is? I didn't have the first clue. Played by Jessica Tandy in the 1989 movie Driving Miss oh, Daisy. Driving Miss Daisy. Driving yep. Miss there Daisy. Go. There's a lot of good daisies. So, Joe, I am so confident in this next game oh, that boy. I'm going to play here, this little trivia game. I'm so confident that you're not going to know the difference between a daisy or a rattlesnake that if 
you get no more than three wrong, I will do push-ups. Wow. So how many? How many should I? I'm however many you want to give me. I'm so confident. So confident. Fifteen. Fifteen. All right, here we go. So you can't get more than three wrong. I'm going to give you 10 species, species names, and you just have to say if this is a daisy or a rattlesnake. If you miss more than three, Joe, you're doing push-ups. If you miss less than three. Scott. Or I mean, uh, Chris, Chris do Or Scott can do them too. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> daisy, we go. daisy or rattlesnake, blue-eyed African. I think that's got to be a daisy. That's a daisy. Way to go. All right. A lot of wow. pressure in this one. Push-ups are on the line. Prairie. Daisy. Rattlesnake. One, one and one. A right. prairie rattlesnake. All right. Okay. Santa Catalina. Daisy. Rattlesnake. Oh, that's not, we're not looking too good here. <laughs> An endangered, I, I know, I told you these are hard. Endangered rattlesnake, a Santa Catalina rattlesnake, a desert star. Daisy. That's a daisy. Two and two. Wyoming Townsend. Wyoming Townsend? That's oddly specific. I think it's a rattlesnake. No. It's a daisy. I was daisy. <laughs> this is Scott, a rattlesnake. I was going to say daisy, and then he threw me off. <laughs> daisy. How this is that a daisy? Like, Scott's it's given sign up. language. It's, it's going up like a daisy. It's growing oh, up. Oh, I, I tried to cheat, and I got... <laughs> no, this is a... This is oh. a... All right, so you missed, like you you missed three thing. already. You missed three. All right. A Baja, California. That is definitely rattlesnake. That's a rattlesnake. Yes, it is. Northwestern Neotropical. Oh, that's definitely daisy. That's a rattlesnake. Oh, what? Man, right. No. You're doing push-ups here. Here we go. We got a few more. A painted rattlesnake. Daisy. Golden marguerite. Daisy. 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 Scott knew that one confidently. And last one, dusky. Dusky. That is a rattlesnake. That's a rattlesnake. So you missed five. Oh, not, not, not bad. Good. Not great though. Are we doing push? I don't even know what the deal was anymore. I think since we just ate lunch and we're so full, that might turn out poorly if Joe's okay. doing push-ups. No push-ups. I'll do them after the podcast. How about that? Sure you will. Okay. <laughs> We've heard that before. Did you know it's also National Kazoo Day? Did you know a nickname for a kazoo is the Down South Submarine? I did not know that. Yes. It was introduced to the world during the Georgia State Fair in 1852. It was invented or thought of by an African-American man from Macon, Georgia. His oh. name was Alabama Vest. Interesting. Alabama Vest. And he approached this immigrant German clockmaker named Thaddeus von Clegg. He said, I've got this idea. I want you to make me a prototype. So von Clegg came up with this instrument, and then it was immediately named the Cleghorn. I'm not sure where the name kazoo came from, but I do know this. In 1885, there was an article that was written about the kazoo that said, it is a new nondescript musical instrument of torture. <laughs> Doesn't that sound about right? Have you ever heard like a lot of kazoo music? Oh, yeah, it's terrible. It's awful. It's got to be one of the worst instruments ever. But anybody can play it. Anybody can play it, right? Even I Joe. I can barely play it. Kind of like you, Scott. Easy yeah. to play. Easy to play, but very annoying. As luck would have it, we've got kazoos here. So I thought what we could do... <laughs> what song is that? Oh, Happy Birthday? No, Billy Jean. <laughs> that was Billy Jean. Birthday. I'm, I'm, did you know it was Billy Jean? Happy Birthday, Mr. President. Oh, there you go. That's happy birthday. That's happy birthday, right? I didn't get Billie Jean. 
Here's what I thought we would do. All We're right. going to get our kazoos, mm-hmm. right? And what I'd like to do, to go back to Daisy, mm-hmm. I think to pay homage. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now you sound like a Muppet. Oh, that's awesome. They are irritating, man. Mm-hmm. Instrument of torture, for mm-hmm. sure. You know what you sound like? You sound like the teacher from the Charlie Brown oh, yeah, series. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. All right, so we're going to play Daisy Bell as a, a small little orchestra. The break is ready. Kazoo Orchestra, live, completely unrehearsed. Ready? So we're going to play Daisy. This is not going to go well. Daisy, Daisy. It can't go worse than Billie Jean. <laughs> ready? Here we go. Daisy, Daisy. And let's give, it a, let's give it a whirl. Let's give our listeners something that they can really enjoy. Okay, here we go. One, two, three. Don't you think? You know, One th- more time. <laughs> I think we're going to add kazoos to our church worship team band. <laughs> the worst thing ever. Worst thing ever. If I never hear another kazoo or have another piece of bubble gum in my life, I'm totally fine. You know, that might get our podcast to uh, top of the list on Apple Podcasts. Ooh. Or we may lose every listener we have. <laughs> One thing so, is going to happen. One or the other. Those two things will happen. So are you guys ready for today's quote? I'm ready. You know, I have a quote. Three in a row, baby. This is good. Coming up. And it's actually, I have, I have two quotes. One of them is real short, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say two of them, if that's okay. Is that the breaking the rules? The same person. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Joe just elevated quote of the day. It's not going <laughs> to have to have one. have to have two. I'm going to have two words of the day next week. Oh, wow. that would be tricky. Quote one. I try to be available for life to happen to me. We're in this life, and if you're not available, the sort of ordinary time goes past and you didn't live it. But if you're available... Life gets huge. You're really living it. Somebody who's living large. The okay. second, the second, second quote. quote. Yep. You can tell how boring a person is by the lack of fear in their eyes when someone is flipping through their photos on their phone. Ooh. <laughs> can I flip through your phone? No. <laughs> Actually, you could, but I would be nervous. <laughs> Joe, see, ladies, Joe lives a life of adventure. I like that. Can I look at your phone? Yeah, sure. Anytime. Look at me in the eyes. You're not looking... What a boring person. Okay. Oh, that's so boring. Nothing to fear. All right, first clue. He was kicked out of Boy Scouts and Little League as a kid because he caused too much trouble. All the good ones are always getting in trouble early on, right? I'm guessing Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Ooh. No. Drew Carey. No. Interesting. In 1993, okay, he accidentally broke Robert De Niro's nose. Al Pacino. It is not Al Pacino. Forget about it. Brad Pitt? Ooh, it is not Brad Pitt. He's the co-owner of the baseball team, the Charleston River Dogs. His title is Director of Fun. Man, Joe, this is, um, I'm nonplussed. I'm throwing out hard clues first. Nonplussed, that's good use of it. I would say Jim Carrey. No. Okay, a couple more clues. The last one will give it away for sure. This one, though, probably won't. He was part of the cast of Saturday Night Live from 1977 to 1980. It's one of a couple people. It's the guy who looks like I the got, drummer 
for uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know what he looks like. Tim Farrell. Uh, Tim. Uh, Will no. Farrell. Will Farrell. Oh, <laughs> Will no. Farrell. That's a good one. Will Farrell. Like okay. So it's going to be. I've got a few in mind. Bill Murray. Who Bill Murray. Bill Murray. It is Bill Murray. That's three in a row for me. Who? Who, of course, also starred in the movie Ghostbusters. Groundhog Day. Oh, Joe. I pulled out Ghostbusters. You know what? <laughs> Joe, that's brilliant. Groundhog Day. I thought, oh, Bill Murray, of course, from the movie Groundhog Day, right? No doubt. Joe, you are so. Joe did just <laughs> elevate quote of the day. And Caddyshack was he chasing a groundhog, right? I mean, he, there's like that woodchuck right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he's woodchuck. like trying to kill the groundhog or the woodchuck. And it's my like, mind is blown. Speaking of Bill Murray quotes, I wanted to read a couple more real short ones. Yeah, whatever you do, always give 100 percent, unless you're donating blood. <laughs> it's true. People are like music. Some speak the truth, and others are just noise. Like a kazoo. Like a kazoo, exactly. Full circle. <laughs> That's definitely noise. Wow, that was good. That was really. I, I feel good job. Groundhog but Chris, Day, three in a row. Yeah, yeah. but I would. That was not my best effort. Well, guys, it's been a great show. Enjoyed being with you, listeners. Thanks for tuning in, and remember to be curious, be bold, and be yourself. We'll be back in a week. That definitely made me uh, unperplexed. No, nonplussed. Get it right, Joe. <laughs> nonplussed. 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 Did you do I'm four? Not, I feel like I'm going to throw up. <laughs> just do three. You don't want to win. It tastes good, though. I just did my fourth one. Seriously? If you choke, we're going to have a hard time doing the Heimlich on you. And I'm definitely not doing CPR. <laughs>